Hello and welcome to The Stockholmer with Maddie Savage, the podcast that gets under the skin of Sweden's innovative capital. The Stockholmer. Stockholm is home now. You know, I don't miss Damascus. Maybe because I know that I can't go there. The atmosphere in Stockholm, it, it encourages creativity. For our next episode, we're in the suburb of Segeltorp in the southwest of the city to meet a Stockholmer who knew nothing about the tech world when he moved to Sweden three years ago and has gone on to develop the biggest community app for refugees arriving in the Nordics. The Stockholmer. Right now we're recording in a Middle Eastern restaurant called Sultan Cafe and Bar. There's apple and bubblegum shisha wafting through the air, Arab TV networks playing out on the big screens here. And I'm going to get the guest who's joined me to introduce himself. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Khaled Mustafa. I'm from Syria and I have been living in Sweden for the past three and a half years. We're going to talk about some of the tech and business projects that you're working on to try and help newly arrived refugees here in Sweden. But first, I just want you to tell me a little bit about this suburb. I enjoy coming here to this place because um, a lot of guys from my background, they come here. And you have been yourself to the Middle East and you know how it is uh, in the cafes and restaurants. So it gives me a sense of home. Um, The uh, neighborhood itself... uh, it is quieter, so it's very different from back home. Back home, is, you can hear the noises 24-7. People are always outside. Here, it's, it's different. Uh, um, colder, I'm sure everyone agrees on, on the cold aspect. It's definitely more organized. <laughs> By day, you work for Emirates in customer service. But tell me how you've been spending your free time since settling here in Stockholm. I work as a leadership and integration coach. I coach usually the newcomers to Europe, how to be the leaders of their lives again. And through my coaching sessions, I realized that there is a dire need for a platform for those newcomers where they can meet, feel free to voice their opinions and get to uh, learn about the new country. You're not a developer. Your background is working in the travel and tourism industry. So how did you go about setting this up from scratch? Thanks to YouTube. <laughs> okay, I decided to make the app. So I said, okay, let me check YouTube. Maybe, you know, on YouTube you find everything. So I typed how to make your own app. And um, you get a lot of websites that can help you to design an app. You buy a formula and you can change the way you like. You can change the, t- change the template. Can we take a little look? You can talk me through it. Let's 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 do it. So this is the app. It's called Bel Arabiska, uh, which is a mix of two words. Bel, which means in Arabiska Arabic. So in Arabic, that's a mix of two words. You can sign in, and then you can um, announce whatever business you have, whatever activity you have that you want to sell, and uh, you can find jobs, date each other. At the same time, if someone wants to um, rent a room or rent their apartment for someone who is similar to their their background, this app helps them in getting that person. So it's it's pretty much, it looks like a classified website. However, we can go um, down here to the community, for example, and this, this is a very important one. Because what happens after the war, many people uh, lost uh, connections with their loved ones. 
So there is this uh, category where you can advertise by saying, okay, hi everyone, I'm looking for someone whose name is so-and-so, and this is his picture if you have seen him. Do you have any examples of that? Have people managed to find long-lost relatives from your site and your app? Yes, we have, we have an example of a gentleman. He was in Hungary with his, uh, I think, two daughters and wife. And they were in the forest, and uh, the Hungarian police raided, the, attacked them. They wanted to catch them. So one of his daughters, she ran away with a friend, someone who was with them. And this man ran, ran away with his uh, wife and other kid. And then they couldn't see each other afterwards. He put a picture of this man and his daughter. And this guy was here in Erland. In Sweden, in, in Erland, in that, that's a, an, an island yes. uh, in Sweden. Yes. And they, they got connected. What an incredible story. This platform, this community, clearly links people to others who share a similar background, who've come from the same region. But there's also a lot of chatter around in the media about the need for integration, about the need for refugees to come into contact with Swedes and to have relationships, friendships, in some ways, your app contradicts that. It, yeah, it looks like it contradicts that, but no, it does not actually. It complements. It's actually a great tool into integration. Let me explain why. You come here and you're happy and you have hopes uh, and you're vulnerable and you need to integrate in this new society and you're so open. But what happens is you come here and then with the state's rules of you know having to wait for a year in order to get a residence permit and you have to live in a camp for like god knows how long so what happens is you try to integrate and then what happens is like you know you start losing hope and you close down and then after like two or three years and then you get the chance but it's too late because you already closed off um, i'm not sure if, if you if you, if you get it a lot of people would say that is how radicalism and resentment starts because of this exclusion exactly exactly so what we tr what we try to do with this app is to try to keep them open by providing this platform where they know yes i can make it i can sell my products or i can date someone or i can find a job that is tailor-made for me and what's the take-up been of the app of the site since it's launched in 2015 uh initially people were suspicious it's a new idea, and with every new idea, you get some suspicion around it. Uh, now we have around 13,000 members so far, and our aim is to cover every single Arabic speaker in Sweden, hopefully in Europe. You talk about the hope for integration and for having the house, the car... And the job. And the job, crucially. And you're a prime example of that. But how do you feel as someone living in Stockholm? This podcast is called The Stockholmer. It's about Stockholm residents. Do you feel like a Stockholmer? Oh, my God. Yes, I, I feel like a Stockholmer. Uh, Stockholm is home now. Even when I travel abroad, I miss Stockholm. You know, I don't miss Damascus, weirdly. Maybe because I know that I can't go there. Uh, I think there's so much potential among Stockholmers and newcomers in particular, the atmosphere in Stockholm, it, it, it encourages creativity. And this is what I love about the city. What would be your message to other Stockholmers in terms of connecting with your community? We always hear about, about newcomers 
and we hear about them in the news, we hear about them uh, on the media, but the question is uh, how many how many friends do we have of them? How, how many of them do we really know? The other day I was um, in a company for an, um, an after work and I met this lady, um, a Swedish lady, and uh, she asked me where you come from and I said, oh, well, I'm a newcomer. I'm from Syria. And you know what she did? She touched me and she said, wow, it's, it's nice to see someone. We hear about you all the time, but we never get the chance to meet you. And it, it did touch me. It's like, wow, they hear about us, but there is still that barrier. I encourage every Stockholmer to, um, if you see a newcomer or if you see someone, just approach them. But how? I mean, Swedes are quite shy. They don't really chat to people on public transport or in a, in a store. So a lot of them will be thinking, well, how can I do that? You can send you can send energy to the other people that I accept you, or, uh, even without speaking, it, it, a of, smile, or of course, because body language speaks uh, speaks more than more more than actual words. Because there's there's a very important point that I would like to highlight here. There is no guarantee whatsoever that you or you any Stockholmers or any person that they don't become refugees themselves. Because we in Syria. We never thought that this would happen to us. It could happen. If it's not for war, you could be a refugee for a natural re- disaster. So the word refugee or a newcomer, it's not a shame. If you think of it this way, I think you'd open up more to, to newcomers and, and realize, okay, that I'm just, they're just like me. You've been listening to The Stockholmer, an independent production by Maddie Savage, with support for this season's episodes by Capital and My News Desk. Special thanks to our communications team, Hype United, Benoit Derrière for sound assistance, Simeon Ghost for sharing their music, and Richard Stevens for designing our logo. (laughs) 